I don't think that the important phenomenon, stupidity, is best seen as just a passive absence of information or analytical capacity. Stupidity, in my view, is a rather active thing. Active processes that erode understanding, typically by simplification or uh, reduction, often in some combination with othering or judgmentalism or something like that. Muslims are, fill in blank, they are the enemies of Western democracy. Two billion people reduced to representatives of an imagination of this imaginary one th single thing, Islam, and that is then judged as oppositional to something as equally reductive and monolithic as Western civilization. That is just an example of how stupidity operates. This was a politically right-wing example, but you also find stupidity on the left-wing. By the way, I think a significant part of the exchanges that you see play out on social media, they don't seem to be about anything else than basically stupidity processes that are basically breeding and spreading. So thank the powers that be that we have universities. Don't we? Don't we? So here's a little story from my country, Denmark, about Danish stupidity really breeding and colonizing the university system. Because uh, universities are, of course, part of their societies, the societies that finance them. And the problem is that stupidity processes uh, can be systemic, systemic stupidity, and they can be fairly toxic and virulent. So, <clears throat> here last year, um, Aarhus University took the teaching of Old Norse language off the curriculum. That means that now there's only one little class being taught uh, in Denmark where Old Norse is a part of, and that's a small course that introduce, uh, introduces medieval language generally, and Old Norse is one of those dialects. Uh, but why is that so preposterous? You know, that I decided to make, waste my time doing video just exclusively about this. Well, allow me to give you a little bit of background. When my grandfather was a youngster, he learned Old Norse in high school. When my mother studied, it was obligatory studying Old Norse if you studied contemporary Danish at university. When I studied, many still chose it at the Danish study. But today, Old Norse, the Danish tongue, is all but no longer taught in Denmark. But this apparent decline in interest in the Viking past is playing out in a country which is passionately invested in its Norse past, right? Let me illustrate. Here is the Mimius Street neighborhood. It's not so far from where I live. Th that there is Frias Road. And here's Odin's Road. This is Café Heimdall, Café Viking. The local school here has a playground with Thor battling Jormungandr. There are wall paintings inspired by the Valhalla comic. And oh, what's that? That's a figure of Odin guarding the entrance to the school. Cool, but let me bring you somewhere else. Here is the museum shop in the National Museum. Let's uh, take a look around and see how much of their stuff 
is not Viking. Viking, 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 Viking. Whoopsie daisy, somebody wrote a book about Nordic seasonal animism. That's interesting. Viking, Viking. Oh, here's something that's not Viking. That's medieval. Viking, Viking. My point being, a lot of it is Viking. We have children's TV with horrid caricatures of Nordic mythology. Our biggest cartoon success ever was the Valhalla comic books. This is a country where the perhaps unhappy concept of Vikings was invented in the first place. Our earth is filled with shit from that period, it just flows up at us in a steady stream. The country was basically founded by a Viking dynasty, which is the distant ancestor of our present queen. Our passports have a Viking runestone in them. And dig this. Dig this. Our main branch of Christianity actually considers the Edda to be the Old Testament of our people. You know, I'm not making this up. However, outside this very marginal little course at the University of Copenhagen, in part looking at Old Norse, we have now been excluded from learning the texts, learning to read the texts of the people that we are so obsessed with. Why is that? Is it lack of funds? Well, they just built this thing here, a replica of a Viking hall, and that thing costs 75 million corner. That would be about 10 million dollars. They just donated another 25 million to some Viking museum somewhere. And it was decided to make a second version of the Viking ship, Skulaleu 3. They already have one, but they just needed to get the latest marine archaeology discoveries updated and so on. So why not finance our whole crew of marine archaeology carpenters, experts splitting logs with handmade axes for ages to make another one? Now, it's not because I want to frown on these very fine initiatives. I'm just making the point here that it's probably not the money. So why is it? Why would it even occur that in this country with rather high education levels that the language of exactly the historical periods that we are so invested in gets erased out of the curriculum almost. You know, Denmark is a, the site of a sizable part of the Arna Magnian manuscript collection in Old Norse language, a UNESCO World Heritage treasure of human memory. A lot of it is about our direct ancestors. Closing Old Norse, the Danish tongue, in Denmark down compares to closing down the teaching of Latin in Rome. And as the Aarhus scholar Richard Cole explains on his blog, it is basically a result of systemic stupidity. Now, he's a little bit less testy than me when he talks about this stuff. He calls it a fully developed bureaucracy. Um, basically, Cole describes, when asking around, it appears that nobody actually really knows why the Danish tongue is barely taught in Denmark anymore. It just kind of flowed out of the system in some obscure way that nobody's able to manage or even dissect, let alone understand or decide anything about. The social system has become such a breeding ground for systemic uh, stupidity that 
nobody even knows why it actually happened. <laughs> I suspect that Danes deleting Old Norse from our collective memory and cultural knowledge possibly makes us a contender for the title of the currently stupidest culture on the planet. Perhaps not including groups of people who voted for Donald Trump or Shania Bolsonaro, but besides that, it almost seems intentional. And from an animist perspective, uh, intention is actually an important quality of stuff that happens in the world. Also, like in this case, where there clearly isn't any human intelligence involved anywhere in the in, 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 in the general area of what happened, let alone intelligence driving what has happened. If you were prone to apply dysfunctional myth-making like conspiracy theories, you'd probably start blathering about scientist conspiracies and space lizards and whatnot, but that's nonsense. Let's try to apply some slightly more serious animist thinking to understand this operation of Danish structural stupidity. What may be driving this cultural rejection of knowledge. Can we be divining the intention in it? And when we're doing that, I think it's worth considering the effect. What is the effect of this lobotomizing of this society's relation to the part of, the, of its past that is unquestionably the most invested in, right? I'm just gonna throw out some thoughts here. First, it means that our notion of the pre-Christian past is now reduced to part nationalist nostalgia and part uh, ridiculous children's TV. And of course, uh, it also implies that cultural understanding is plummeting. We are getting stupider as a community. So stupidity expanding its territory could be seen as, as an intention in itself. Stupidity wants to colonize a chunk of southern Scandinavia. It also means that we lose out on contact with the distant other towards which we traditionally identify, right? When you think of it, it is conceptually quite challenging thing, you know, for contemporary people to uphold the actually slightly crazy idea that we are Vikings. And I'm just going to quote, quote a little bit from the opening uh, of the Viking Age scholar Neil Price's famous work on uh, Viking worldview here. Price, he asks us how we can understand the torch-carrying man who walked backwards round a funeral pyre, completely naked and with his fingers covering his anus, the herd of six-legged reindeer depicted on a wall covering, the armed women who worked a loom made of human body parts, the elderly Sami man who was buried in a Nordic woman's clothes, the men who could understand the howling of wolves, the women with raised, raised swords who paced beneath trees of hanging bodies, the men who had sex with a slave girl and then strangled her as a formal sign of respect for their dead master, the woman buried with silver toe rings and a bag full of narcotics. <laughs> and however you meddle around with it, this does tend to challenge identitarian notions, such as the nationalist idea that we are Vikings. Perhaps it even exposes it as complete nonsense. I don't know. So if we close it down, 
it seems that it's not, do, not just any old brand of structural stupidity that we allow to colonize our culture. Seems that it might safeguard such notions and thereby probably be a very specific brand of stupidity. Nationalist stupidity. And if we look at the specific cultural material toward, towards which we are severing our ties, then it's not only weird stuff. You know, from an animist perspective, it seems difficult not to notice that this is the language that holds in it deeply relational perceptions of reality. And one generation from now, there might not be individuals in Denmark who are capable of reading the skaldic poetry, the ancient language whose web of semantic associations holds in it some weird, deep mystery of how the world was patterned together for those people. Now, I also have a little word to say about the infantilizing ridicule, by the way. Um, this is historically one of the main tools of colonial oppression of animist worldviews. Uh, accusing animists of being silly, uninformed children is basically one of the most important discourses with which, with which Euro-modernist colonizers have uh, oppressed animists uh, uh, globally. Uh, as I have been speaking about elsewhere, casting animist knowledge as barbaric, infantile, and delusional is a main colonial power language that has also been turned inwards on Euro-descendants themselves right? We haven't experienced or been exposed to genocides and land thefts and structural racism and assimilations, but we have been subjected to the construction of a knowledge hierarchy. And in Denmark specifically, the idea of uh, recovery, the, recovering the Norse worldview as infantile and r ridiculous has weirdly run along very strongly as a counterpoint to this rather intense nationalist valorization of the Norse past, which characterizes this country. Humans are contradictory like that, you know, perhaps particularly Danish humans. What do I know? So, like, the belief in Thor and Odin is not under current colonization, but the resistance to uh, recovering, for instance, animist belief systems has a very long standing uh, tradition in Danish culture of being uh, considered as, as silly and infantile, right? So summing up, I would say that the proliferation of structural stupidity in taking old Norse of the curriculum in this way probably represents a cultural intention, a cultural agency towards nationalism, removing on us from contact with the difficult to understand other towards which we have this identification going on. But this is matched with rejection and even ridicule of non-modern realities and uh, the connection to land and uh, other than human realities that this cultural space represents. So to people who live in countries that have traveled a little bit less down this road of structural stupidity, watch out, you know, Stupidity never sleeps. This is the age of Twitter, TikTok, Donald Trump, and Snapchat. Myth God is under immediate, immediate threat of being run over, basically, by ranting, screaming trolls of stupidity that we have lost contact with. And therefore, they're becoming destructive. 
a slightly more complex point that I'm talking about in another video. Traditional knowledge seems to suggest that we engage chaotic dy dynamisms, uh, not just re reject them as we build dynamic, well-functioning, harmonious uh, existence. But I would also encourage people out there to take ownership. I'm, I know a couple of scholars who basically realized that you don't really get to study as an early career scholar in present universities. So what they did was they got themselves nighttime jobs where they're paid to sit in a chair and sit guard over something and read books. And uh, I'm trying to do something similar myself, make an economic setup where I can actually study. It hasn't really happened yet, but I hope it, I, uh, that I will be getting there. And that, I think, is the future of scholarship. It's not struggling to get a publication list that will squeeze you up from a position of flexploitation to a position of new public management that will be deleted anyway the next time some new capitalist politicians have a raid at your institution. It's individual learning and public intellectuals producing reflections directly into public space. That is the future of academia. But man, it would be good if the most important part of our uh, public system was able to stand up against public stupidity and not do stuff like cross the Danish tongue of the curriculum in Denmark. So, as a little bit of a Bible reading, a homage to generations of, 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 of learning Old Norse, and perhaps as an averting invocation against uh, the mounting stupidity, I'm just going to read the first word that I clearly remember reading in Old Norse in my mother's old reading book that she passed to me when I was about 15 years and first started expressing interest and started learning by myself. It is the lucid, beautifully symbol language of Snorri Sturluson describing um, Thor's voyage to Utgather Loki. Thad er upphav theta mals, at åku Thor for med havra sina og greith. Och med honom sa oss att Loki är kallad. Komma therat kvällig till einsbuanda och få thar nattstad. En om kvällig tog Thor havra sina och skar båda. Isn't it beautiful? And uh, yes, thank you very much for listening and uh, see you around.